Good morning, everyone. And welcome to another episode of Platanos and Grits. I am Tyler Kemp, and along with me for the first time in a long time is so dramatic. the newest member of Lambda Sigma Upsilon Latino Fraternity Incorporated of the Pangu wow. chapter, wow. Mr. Enrique Rosado. First of all, I want to say congratulations. You know my chapter name? I do. I'm going to stare cry. at the probate. Congratulations on crossing those burning sands, sir. Proud of you. I told you right after you're one of the strongest people I know, if not the strongest person. Oh, wow. And wow. you you did your damn thing. That's all I can say. Thank you. Of course. I appreciate it. Yeah, so welcome back to the studio. Thank How you doing? Thank you. It's been so long. I first I'd like to thank the Academy for nominating me. <laughs> oh no, but actually, um obviously I obviously missed the radio. Um, but due to unforeseen circumstances, my presence could not I just couldn't do it. Um that's about it. Like, you know, you got to do what you got to do when you're doing this, these kinds of things. So I was focused on one thing and one thing only, and it was crossing and becoming a member, which I did. So um, I am very glad that I went through with what I went through. Um, the new member education process is what it's called. Um, and, like, I don't know. It's just, like, I still haven't really wrapped my head around the fact that, like, something that was so like seemed so far away from me when i started um is like on my chest right now like yeah it's 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 crazy like it's it's a crazy feeling that's like, good and now we got a greek in the studio so we can actually talk about <laughs> topics that have to do with greek life at villanova oh wow from a first-hand experience so i could get some of that feedback from you which we'll actually be doing in a matter of um minutes later in today's episode oh but, um, I mean, let's start with what we always start with, state of the culture. Um, Enrique, where do you want to start? We've, we've been going for the last couple of weeks. I know, and I have missed so much. Like, I honestly missed so much while I was gone. I had to do, like, a whole social media, like, just, like, dive in and just, like, talk about everything. Like, I don't even remember what we talked about the last time we were here, like, did Tristan and 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 Jordan did that? That was happen? the last. I think that was the last episode we did. Tristan and Jordan and that. Did that, that did that happen? Right, I feel like that yeah. happened. Right, we right. talked about that. Okay, uh, did we? We talked about it like as soon as it first happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but like that kind of stuff, like the whole, like all the stuff that happened after that, I wasn't obviously I wasn't aware of what was going on. Right. She went on um, Will and Jada's show. Right. She did the Red Table Talk. Um, she did like a couple interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot that's been going on. Like Nicki Minaj is going on tour with Chris Brown, which we'll yep. get into in a second. Yeah. Um, Cardi B is has been like dropping low music with her husband. Um, the music video for Clout, she did, um, she's currently engaged in war with the Shade Room, don't ask me why. Right. very interesting. Um, and she also was, she also caught flag for a video, um, where she basically was saying that when she was still a stripper, she would drug men and rob from them. Um, like, stuff like that, I miss all of it. Like, I found all of that out, like, literally, like, two weeks ago when I was, like... Free. Okay, I'm gonna catch up. Yeah. Um, and, it, like, I miss a lot. And so, like, it's annoying not being able to talk about it in the moment because, like, now the topic is tired. And mm-hmm. I don't really want to bring it back up. Right. Because, like, it happened a while ago. Yeah. But, like, we gonna talk about it. We still gonna get into some things. It's okay. Yeah, as usual. We also lost one of the... Uh, influential rappers in the game a couple weeks ago oh, in Nipsey Hussle. Oh, that's true. He did die. Right, yeah, he Rest passed away. Uh, survived by uh, his wife, Lauren London, and his uh, beautiful kids. They were that, married? Huh? They were married? They were either married or engaged. I forgot. Okay. Don't, I, like, I, just, I, I don't know right. about I don't know about I forgot. That. It was one or the other. But they are. he is survived by um, a couple of his kids that he has with Lauren and from a previous relationship. And uh, Jay-Z has put a trust fund towards the kids. Multi millions of dollars. Don't Jay-Z know the exact number. Out here. Can he put a trust fund for me? Like I'm broke. We gotta do something. I'll babysit his kids. That's what I'll do. I'm a good babysitter. I'll, I'll see if I can get in contact with my people. No, actually, I'm a good babysitter. I love kids, and kids love me. You willing to relocate to Los Angeles? I sure am. All right. I, I, 
I'll keep and you posted. And next time Beyonce do one of her little Greek shows, I want to be in it. I'll keep you posted. Period. All right. So, where you want to start? Um, hmm. Let me look at the list of things. How are you? I'm good, man. I mean, like, my Saturdays, I would text you at, like, I don't know, midnight on Fridays, but, yo, let me know if you could do the show or whatever. <laughs> it was so funny. No response. I would always say, I'd either not respond or just say, no, I can't. Right. And I'd wake up at, like, 11 o'clock. It was o'clock so like, sad. Oh, no, I, I got to go to the show. I would always, like, be so emotional when I would get that text. But it was nice knowing, like, one of the consistent, one of the only consistent things was that Friday, that late Friday night text from Tyler. Oh, yo. Appreciate it. You up? <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. That's that's exactly what it was. Ah, that's so funny. That's oh really God. how it went down. Um, I mean, we can we can talk about this this um this sports incident because okay. I, don't, I don't do sports. Yeah, so yeah. No, it's that. more. I want to go into the topic because this was one of the question, not really one of the questions that we had um talked about a little bit, but um. Yeah. So Tyreek Hill. Violence. Yep. Tyreek Hill, who was a wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL, mm-hmm. pretty good player, really fast. But besides the point, this is not about his um, is football the, acumen. Um, that's the team with the um, with Kareem Hunt. Mm-mm. Which one? Kareem Hunt. He's the one that kicked uh, kicked the girl. Remember we talked about that yes, too. Yes, and yeah. that's also the team with the mascot that's problematic. Or no? No. Or is that the that, um, that's the team in Washington? What's their team called? The uh, Redskins. Yeah, so besides the point, but yeah, Tyreek Hill. This is not about his football acumen, but um, the organization has barred him from all team activities throughout the all season. As they should with um workouts and all that other stuff mm. coming up, as the new season will be starting relatively soon. But I the reason the reason being is that he has um allegedly abused his child, punched him in the chest multiple times. How old is the child? Three. That is disgusting. And broke his ar- broke his arm. What is as this? Well, and what was on this? tape cursing out his baby mother, who's now pregnant with another child. From him. From Tyreek. And this is the same baby mother who he also abused while she was pregnant previously. With the child who he I'm just... assuming it was from, with the child. Right, because this was before he got into the league. Okay, so I'm going to need him to never play football again. That's it. Very simple as that. Right. Um, it's, uh, things like this, Like I feel like, and I, I'm pretty sure I said this when we first talked about it. To me, it's not really up for discussion. Like, and I, 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 the only thing, the only complaint that I will give is that I feel like we should give everyone this treatment. Um, I don't think that we should stop giving certain people. Like, I don't think we should like, because what I notice a lot is that in a lot of leagues and in a lot of stuff like this, and like the, in Hollywood as well, like a lot of the times if the person is of color, they get a lot more scrutiny right. for these kinds of things. Yeah. I don't think that we should alleviate that scrutiny. I think we should just apply it to everybody. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think that it should be a case where, okay, well, since we don't treat X like this, we, should, we, we, shouldn't, treat, we shouldn't treat Y like that when he beats his wife and his kids. No. You should treat the both of them like that. Like, that's how I see it. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a justified response. It just needs to be a, a response that's across the board for everyone. Like, that's the issue that I see with it. Right. I want to give some credit, first of all, to the Chiefs organization for uh, putting forth saying that Tyreek will no longer be involved for the team at the moment as they go into further investigation with what exactly is going on. But I think right now, with what the Chiefs and what the NFL and what everybody around the situation knows, the NFL should suspend this man right away. I understand the Chiefs trying to get in front of it and put like their own sanctions on the man, but no. If the Chiefs were to cut him tomorrow... He's still technically a quote-unquote free man because the Chiefs banned him from team activities. The NFL didn't ban him from league activities. So if the Chiefs were to cut him tomorrow and someone else were to pick him up, he could come right in and go work out at the facility. But no, if the NFL really wants to do something about this and take a stand on domestic abuse... What do do they do? And also suspend somebody. The NFL is useless. We knew this. Yeah, because they suspended Kareem Hunt for, what, two months for his incident? So I wonder how they're going to deal with this. That also, because sense. this is a problem due to the fact that who is involved in the situation now that this is a child, this is a three-year-old child, a child, a minor, and the only one that could come to his defense if they were to come down to, like, a criminal court case is the mother. The pregnant mother. The pregnant mother who could barely protect herself because of how much she is literally and figuratively carrying. So she would have to go and Mm-mm. talk in front of a court 
detailing what happened to her child, who is three years old. The child can't even defend himself from Tyreek, from the criminal justice system. Can There's just a lot speak? going on. Like he probably can't even get a census out. Like, right. The kids are the kids that young don't even like aren't even like when if they do speak they don't know what they're saying half yeah. the time. And the audio file it, it was very they're graphic. Just yeah. to speak. The audio file was very graphic between Tyreek and his baby mama. It was bad I have to hear. Never understood so, that. Like, no. I understand if you want to discipline your child, and you want to get them with the chancleta, or you want to you want to smack them up every once in a while. I understand that. Do I think it's the healthiest thing to do? No. Most likely, if I have a kid, will will I will I do that? Maybe once or twice. But to beat my son or my daughter to the point where I'm breaking an arm to a pulp, I'm punching them with like. First of all, I would not punch my child with a closed fist. That's the first, like, that's that's one, that's, like, I would never do that. At three? At any age. Like, I would never, I would just never do that. Like, there's a lot of things I could do before doing that, and that's not my first option. Like, and, and what what would I gain out of that? Wow, I punched my son in the chest, and now what? Now he's not going to want to speak to me about anything. Now we have beef. Like, that's dumb. You got this beef with a kid dumb. for what? You have, like, you, you just ruin a relationship with you and your child, and yet he's young, but that kind of trauma sticks. At the end of the day, right? That stuff sticks, especially if he's, if he has physical ailments and like situations brought upon him by the the fact that his father is beating him, then that's a problem. Like, right. That's a big issue. Yeah, no. I, honestly, I wanted to transition that into outside of going to Tyreek. I wanted to talk about the topic of disciplining children, and you already went into a little bit of what you would do in terms of your philosophy, but how. How were you raised when it came to being disciplined <laughs> coming up? Don't get don't give us everything, but a <laughs> little something, little something. Um, mm. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like, mom was rough. Like, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. Like, she wasn't soft. Yeah. Like, if she had to, she had to do what she had to do. Like, I was, I was a bad, I was a bad kid. I was out here lying and scamming and doing <laughs> all these things. <clears throat> so I deserved it. That's the way I saw it. Like, looking back at it, I'm glad that she did what she did because I ended up pretty well. I ended up as a pretty good kid considering the types of people that I grew up around and the types of people that the people that I grew up with ended mm-hmm. up being. So, like, I, I don't regret. Like, I don't hold anything against her. I personally, though, that's just me because I, I am able to look back and say, you know, if mom wasn't like this, I'd probably be on my corner selling weed or something. And that's just the fact of the matter. Like, there was a lot of opportunities for me to go down a road that was not a productive one. There was lots of opportunities for me to get involved in gang stuff. There's a lot of opportunities for that to happen. Like, but because of the way that mom was, like, I couldn't, I barely could go out. I really, I really couldn't hang out with people in the neighborhood. She did not like that. Like, stuff like that, she, she, kept me out the street so that I wouldn't, like, you know? Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't get involved in the street life because it's it was everywhere. Like, I had uncles that were doing that kind of stuff. Right. Um, or not, like, not directly my uncles, but, like, whatever. And so, like, that that's that's the thing. Like, for me, I would I would want to do that same thing for my kids. Like, I would want my kids to go through what I went through as a child. Not, like, the, the traumatic parts. Obviously, I'm not going to... Re reenact that. That's stupid. But like, I would take all of the best things from like my childhood, like discipline wise, and apply that to them because right. it'll still work. It just won't. It won't be as much of a you know like a negative effect. Like I'm not gonna beat them every five minutes. Not saying that I got beat every five minutes. I didn't. Right. Um. I'm not gonna be like a super like helicopter dad. That's like what? Where are you going? Who are you going with? Give me names, numbers. Get send me your locations. Send me a picture. No, I'm not gonna do that. I will. I will have like an open relationship with my kids so that they can trust me to tell me where they're going. Like I, I feel like a successful relationship with a parent is when you are able, or like when you or your kid can tell you where you're, where they're going and who they're going with and when they're gonna come back, but without you asking. Like that to me is a staple of a good relationship because that means they trust you enough. To already give you this information before you try and pry it out of them, because that's what leads to lying, and that's what leads to them being untruthful and deceitful. Because you're so like pressing them and not letting them go to certain places and not doing this and not doing that, that they're like, 
F it, I'm going to lie because I can't do anything. Right. Not to say that I'm going to be out here like, oh, yeah, go, go out. Like, nah. they need to be doing well in school. And then there's things that they need to do to earn that privilege because it, it is a privilege to be going out. Right. And then it's a privilege to be doing all that kind of stuff. They need to earn that privilege in my eyes. So that's just how I see it. I don't know how you see it. Right. You know, coming up the way that I did, it was... um. The way that I was disciplined <laughs> as a child was the fact that... Oh, no, 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 no. no. Y'all want to know how you were disciplined? Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to work to that. I'm going to work to that. I'm going okay. to get there. I'm going to get there. Are you, if you, I, if I, you I know where you're going. If you leave it out. No, no, no. I know where you're going. I'm going to get there. Trust and your me. mom listens, so I know she knows No, she, she's going to... Right, no. She's not listening live, but she will listen she to this will recording. She listen. Yeah, no. I'll send her this recording as soon as we're done. So, I'm going to get there. When I was mm. a child, when I was younger... Um, there were different times where if I were to get out of line, my mom would have to put an object on me, whether that be a uh-huh. belt or something, a flip-flop, like, mm-hmm. uh, whatever. Because, I, I honestly, on me. I'm so if dead. it came down to it, most of the time I deserved it. Not most of the time. 100% of the time I did deserve it. Whether I was lying, being deceitful, doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing, hanging out and doing... Most of the stuff it had to do with not doing schoolwork, and that's when it really got to its worst. And my mom was like, "Honestly, I don't even have the time and energy for this anymore." Because honestly, it's physically tolling on the discipline, the disciplinarian on who's like giving out the discipline, and also the person that's you know in the situation on the other side as well. There's two sides to the coin, so that's why she said, "All right, I'm not even gonna deal with this." Especially when I started getting older, having a little bit more privileges, starting to get into middle and high school with the phone and like playing sports and all that other stuff. Then at that point, she found other ways to get at me that didn't have to deal with the physical punishment. She found the psychological things that she could take away from me that I would sit back to myself and be like, oh, my goodness, like what is really going on here? So when I would get out of line, phone, I would get out of line, video game going, no PlayStation, no Xbox, I would get out of line. TV. I can't even watch the game no more. I would get out of line. This is the worst one. Because those are stuff that you could deal with at home. That you could be like, you know what? <laughs> this is my All favorite right. one. Thank you so much. <sighs> Hold up. Thank you so much for doing this. I would love when Tyler would come, would come to school and look like that. And it was so adorable and funny. And every time I would look at him and laugh. And he would just shake his head and put his hand in his head. Because here's the thing. Is that... Eighth, ninth grade, academically, I was horrible as a student. I would just slack off. It wasn't that I was dumb. I just didn't care enough. And it got to the point where my mom, she disciplined me once physically, and she was like, you know what? I'm not doing this anymore. You're going to dress up as if you were going to church every day, Monday through Friday. Don't try it. I'm going to see what you're wearing every day. No jeans. You're wearing dress shoes, button-down shirt, whole nine yards, everything. Every single day he came Until to I was school. off. Like, it was a celebration when I came back to school in sweatpants. In church clothing. Every day. Do you know how funny that is? Like, that is just so entertaining. I don't know. Right, like, taking away my phone, like, I I could get away with not having my phone, saying my phone was dead. But church clothes, like, that was, like, noticeable. Because that's not my style at all. at that age, it's embarrassing. Because, like, that's just not, like, what you want to wear to school. Right, 12, 13, 14. No, I didn't want to wear that. you're focused on, like, stupid things. Yeah. And so, like, it was just funny. No, so that was bad. Right. I was like, wow, he really getting it, huh? He really... Right, because you would see me on a Friday, like, everything be all good. Mom gets the home report Saturday, Sunday. That those are the worst days. That forty eight hours with her till you get back to school. That would be tough. And then Monday, I come back in a whole different fit. Not I can't even say a fit, but I would come back looking like that. Everybody knew already what's up. Because in eighth and ninth grade, there were multiple occasions where that happened. There sure were. Yep. Well, sure were it wasn't even like a one time thing, right? And you know what? He I never he always switched up his outfit. That was the best part. It was it was always something new. Yeah, no, my mom, my mom kept me decked out. She was like, "You gonna look good. You're not gonna look raggedy in these clothes." You see, she she didn't do it right. I would have had you wearing church clothes and look raggedy because you're not going to church, so oh you don't need to goodness. look good. You going to school, so look raggedy. I get that and look emba- embarrass yourself. Right. You see, mm. but I, I it did honestly make me realize. When it comes to realize, those kind of punishments, my kids are screwed. Oh, my kids are screwed. Oh, you're going you gonna hit them with it. I'm I'm good at these kind of things. Mm. I'll but be like, oh, okay. I moral of the story is things like that, little things, make me realize, all right, I don't have any more time to play around with something like this. And now it's just more of the, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. And when I realize that, that's when I look back and I'm just like, all right, this is a situation where I would have got my phone taken away 
or I would have got hit or whatever. I would have been in church clothes for a week or however long. So those little things, the little psychological punishments were the ones that probably worked best on me because that's when I realized everybody was clowning me in school. My mom, my stepdad were clowning me outside of school. Nah. And I, I couldn't deal with this anymore, like, emotionally. Or having to write down. There was one time I had to write down 100 times, I must not tell a lie. I remember that vividly. I remember that. And it all had to be uniform. It all had to be aligned. Like, every line. 100 times. I would do it. As soon as I did my homework. But going back to how I would look at my kid in the future, like how you pointed to, I do want to take the positive aspects that helped me and shaped me into the man that the young man that I am today. Because I do want to be able to build that trust with my son or my future daughter and saying that, all right, you're doing this. Well, how's this looking? What have you done for me lately in terms of school? How are your grades looking recently? I don't want to be all over them saying, all right, what do you have to do for homework? Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? But if they do start to get out of line, then I do have to switch it up and be able how to do know how to do both. Have a little bit of leniency with them, but at the same time, be able to get rigid whenever I need to be. So it's just being able to have that happy medium will probably be my optimal work as a future parent. And, you know, just want to take some of the good stuff that my mom and stepdad instilled into me, put that towards the next generation and beyond. So that's what we're looking at. Yeah, um, yeah, no. I'm definitely going to be the, um, the, 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 the straight parent. Yeah. Like, I am. I've already said this. Sometimes, sometimes you gotta be. Um, okay, let's see. What else are we going to talk about? Oh, Hmm. um, Villanova News, Javon Cornerly. Uh-huh. Is uh, transferring at the end of the year. (laughs) He was our highest rated recruit coming out of high school last year. And um, make like three points. Yeah, something like that. He averaged like eight <laughs> minutes a game. He averaged about like three points a game in those like eight minutes per game that he played over twenty something games. Um, he had a That's beef. Cute. I don't even know if it was a beef, but with he who? called the Villanova community. Oh, I thought you when meant said, like no, 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 not with a player. But when he said like Villanova was a second choice for a reason. I mean, I felt that. I felt that when he said, it. "I'm not gonna lie," and I said it. When, I said it back then. I felt that. I was like, damn, he meant that, huh? Yeah, no, he he did. I mean, he apologized and tried to move past it. I don't know it. why. I wouldn't have. I would have been like, I said what I said. And now what? Right. What are you going to do? And now, now there's the, the, the ramification of it. Now he's transferred at the end of the year. He's that's actually not, starting to get some interest. That's not a ramification, though. Like, I feel like he could have stayed if he wanted to. He's leaving because he wants to. Yeah. No, he could have stayed. But, he wouldn't you know, have played, but he could have stayed. Right, no, he... <laughs> Wouldn't probably would have to split minutes with Colin Gillespie anyway, which he wasn't trying to do. He was trying to go to be the man somewhere else, which I thought he would go do. And now that goes into the bigger question of like, oh, can like New York street ball players translate their game to college? Eh, it depends. This wasn't the school to do it though. Villanova wasn't the place for that. Now he's transferring, looking for other options, and he's got to go somewhere what? where he could be the man right away. In my very limited basketball knowledge, hit him with it. I think that his issue, and I think that this is also the issue with the team this year, Mm -hmm. was that they were playing as individuals and not as a team. And I think that that. the difference difference that I saw having watched games this year and watched games last year is that last year the team operated as that, as a team. Like, everyone had a role, and everyone stuck to their role, and everyone did what they had to do, and, you know, like, the job got done. This year, and I don't blame them, it was a lot of changes. It was a lot of people that left. Mm-hmm. Um, people who left that we didn't think were going to leave. Yep. Um, and so that switched things up. So, yeah, like it's a whole new group of people at this point. You're working. And like towards the end of the season, I saw more of that, like... That unit? Like, yeah. in, in, especially in the in the, in the, um, the postseason. Like, they the were doing a lot yeah. better. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they won the tournament. So... I think that they they can get back to that place, but it just it takes a while, and you can't expect a team to just boop. We're gonna all just work together perfectly. Like, no, they never play together. At the end of the day, like that's how that's how I see it. You can't get a whole bunch of random people on a team together that have never played together, and like people that are used to being like the best one on their teams in, in high, school. high school, and especially in the case of Javon, like we saw how much he got hyped up everywhere. Yeah. Like, I'm sure he came in. Th- I was like, I'm about to be that guy. I'm about to be the one on the right, team. Jelly fi- right, yeah, jellyfish. 
And at the end of the day, you can't come with that mentality because, first of all, you're a freshman. Second of all, you're a freshman. And third of all, you're a freshman. Like at the end of the day, you're not gonna you're not gonna get all that like play time, especially when there's someone who already plays your position and plays it well. Right. Like, it's not like they needed him on the team. They want it was a luxury to have him on the team. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Like, hey, we have another we have another person that can play this position, and is supposed to be able to play well. But did he? So yeah, it's tough. That's just how I see it. I'm I'm wishing Javon well in his search and uh, going somewhere else in the school. It's just it's sad to see that he's already he's old for his grade. He's already 20 years old. The next time I'm gonna see him play because he has to take a year off. He's gonna be 22 as a sophomore. He's gonna be a redshirt sophomore at 22 years old. Why? Why he's so old? I don't know. He failed in school. No. Another topic for another day. I, don't I, w- I wanna know. He's, he's gonna be twenty two years old as a retro sophomore. So then he failed in school. <laughs> like it's really not that many options. Either he failed in school or repeated grades to keep playing basketball. Or he had to repeat them because he wasn't doing well, which is fine. But I just wanted to know. Right, yeah. Twenty two year old redshirt sophomores. Next time we're gonna see Javon Cornelly play. Wishing um, him well in his future endeavors, no matter where he goes. Alright, good luck. Bye. Oh. Next. Um I wanna talk about this tour. Because I want to talk about this tour. Um, Let's do it. First of all, Chris Brown, and this is a tweet that I saw on Twitter, so I'm not going to take credit for it, mm-hmm. has literally been making the same song over and over again for, like, the past decade and a half. Like, he just makes the same music. Oh, yeah. Over and over again. It all sounds the same. Every song. I wouldn't every say last time. decade and a half. I would say... Not, okay, not every song, but, like... Ever since after, at post Rihanna, yes, post Rihanna, yeah, Chris Brown has made the same one song over and over and over and over and over again, over again, over and over. His first two albums, the the self titled album when he was like fifteen, and exclusive was the album that came out like two years after. Those I mean, were good. also back then he was like loved by everyone, right? Because he was the young baby faced R and B artist like, coming up, right and he na- could dance. Right now, I felt like he was going more on a redemption tour than he was on a I'm gonna release music. You know? Right. So I feel like I understand. And he's trying to adapt to, like, the new music and, like, what's popular now. And so, like, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like he was trying more to accommodate and to to make music that fit the mold of what society wanted. Which is the same complaint, if you remember, that I had about Nicki Minaj at the beginning when we first started this show. Mm -hmm. Was that she wasn't writing to write. She was writing to please people. And that's what bothers me. Right. Like that that's where I lose respect because at the end of the day, music is music and if I were an artist, I would see I like your real fans are gonna enjoy your music regardless of if it's like booty shaking all over the place or like some meaningful lyrics. Like the pink print, which was like actually some meaningful stuff, like other than like I I'm not opposed to there being a song or two, like Pinkford had, like, Anaconda and, like, you know, little things like that. But, like, the other songs actually, like, meant something. Like, they actually, like, were actual lyrics. Like, they were actually... It was actually bars. Like, right. I would still listen to that album today. And I still know all the words. Like, it was a good album. I, we can play a song from that album as evidence. It was a good freaking album. And I feel like it's it's disappointing to see an artist that was so, like, big get so flustered. I, that that's what I that's what it boils down to just right. getting flustered with competition like wh- it, all it took was one person to come on the scene right like, and and, and hit and break some records for you to like right because get to a point where like you you're not making like good music like you're 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 making remixes to songs because you can't put out your own stuff and the remixes aren't even good like you literally took Tatiana and just added took any word you found and added Iana to the end of it and called that a freestyle. Right, at least now let me say this about the Tatiana thing. Blueface, horrible, trash. Uh-huh. I get that. He raps off beat. Cool. But at least he rhymed. Like at least he had some sort of bars to go with it. Even like with Cardi's verse, and I, I don't I don't mind the verse. I don't think that it needs to exist. I don't yeah, think no. that I don't really think that it needed a remix. Um, it was it's catchy. Um, so I don't really I'm not opposed to it. I, like I I know the lyrics. 
But even then, she didn't make up words. Like, the only the only time she made up a word was when she said Mamiana. And that was it. And that was it. And then the rest was, like, actual words. And, like, so that's what I mean. Like, Nikki, would, to me, it was a lazy approach. Like she, I could do that right now. Oh, I yeah. could get the Tatiana beat and make write write a write a thing a, a freestyle, and add Iana to the end of all the words to make it rhyme, and then a, wow, bars, bars, straight up. Oh, okay, bars. So it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, I, get I that. don't understand why they're going on tour together. I mean, I do understand she needed. Um, <laughs> Disclaimer the- for anybody that still listens to her. I still have these two old raggedy little past things that I bought back when I was still a fan because they were $10 and I figured that they would go up eventually. So I'm selling them. If you want them, you could absolutely buy them from me. It is lying. Also, Chris is dropping the album before Christopher? the tour. No, yes, Christopher Brown is dropping the album. And also, I think the reason why, I don't know how they're going to flip. Also, apparently it's summer? Yeah, it's a summer tour. It is about to be summer. Where are the dates? Yeah, as NSYNC would say, it's going to be May in four days. The summer, summer's like, the block is getting hot. The, the block is hot. Like, the summer is coming up, like, right now. The block is warm. Like, the songs that are going to be lit in the summer are already out. Like, I I already foresee it. Like, the songs that are going to, like, go crazy over the summer, they're already out. Like, it's not going to be new songs that come out. Right if now. not, the, the window is closing quick. The window is closing like, Boda Yellow was a song in the summer. Boda Yellow came out in early June. Okay. I mean, that That's understandable. Right. But, like, there's, like, like there's like a song that Bad Buddy did on his album that, like, I just know that song is going to be, like, at least on the Spanish music, Spanish music-wise, it's going to be the song of the summer. Mm-hmm. I know. I know for a fact. And everyone knew it when they heard it. So, like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, people are already deciding what songs are going to be the songs of the summer. Like, people, we're already coming to these conclusions. Right. And spring just started a month ago. If you are trying to drop an album and do a whole tour in the summer, which ends in September, you don't think that you should maybe put out these tour dates? That way people can, um, like, go out and buy your tickets and show up? Because... Hey, you know who they're going to get, though? G-Eazy fans. Why? Because those two just did a song with G-Eazy that just came out recently called Wobble Up. Uh, I don't want to listen to it. No, yeah. it's not. No, don't do it. I don't want to listen to it. But it. they will don't get the G-Eazy fans if G-Eazy makes a guest appearance on tour. <sighs> wow. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying anything, whether that's a positive or a negative, but they'll, they'll have fans. I'm saying that that tour is going to be not fun. Like, because like, who else can they bring? It's two has-beens. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Someone has to say It's two has-beens. Like... At the end of the day, Chris Brown puts out music for himself. He has his masters. Like, congratulations. That's great that he has them. That's great that he he directly profits from his music. I love it. I'm here for black men winning. I'm here for success. However, who actually can say that they sit down and listen to Chris Brown's music? Like, Especially now. Like, actually. I don't think I've sat down and listened to a Chris album. He just dropped like a 30 song album the other day. Can you name me one song off that album? I haven't listened to a Chris album like in full. I just want one. I just want one. Give me one song. Maybe since exclusive. Give me one song off that album. Which one? The new one? Yeah. Give me one song off that album. The one, the 30 30 song album. I'm going to search it up right now. Was the. Is that the name of a song? No. It's called Undecided. But that's how I think of the song in my head. Okay, hold on. Was undecided on it? 45 songs, bro. I think, but that was the compilation album. Like, that was two albums in one. But even still, first of all, who's going to sit down and listen to 45 songs? No, it wasn't two albums in one. It was just 45 songs of album. Yeah, he that, had. He, there was another one that was like a, that was a compilation. That it, it was. It was. A, it was a he did another. It was a heartbreak on full moon deluxe edition that added an extra twelve songs or thirteen songs. So he did twelve an, songs. So he did heartbreak on a full moon, and then he did heartbreak on a full moon deluxe. Okay. Deluxe. So one is three hours and eighteen minutes. The other is two hours and thirty nine minutes. That's crazy. First of all, people don't have attention spans for that long. Like I, my optimal, what what is your optimal album runtime? 
that you could sit down that you could say all right i'll sit down and listen to this what's the like longest, the runtime the you're longest looking for? is hour and like around 15 hour and 20 maybe an hour and 30 and the shortest is about like 45 if, I, if an album is shorter than like 45 minutes i probably won't listen to it yeah i don't think it's that i mean it could be an album at that point but i would say between like between 45 and probably 75 minutes is my optimal time for what album. was the name of the song you said what undecided not on this album. Oh, well, okay. That's the only ca- song that I know off this album is Pills and Automobiles. Really? Automobiles. 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 Wait. Wait. That is the Wait. only song yeah, yeah. Okay. out of all 40, let me, let me out see of it. all 57 songs on, on this deluxe album that I know. Let me see the list when, when you're done. Pills and Automobiles, I actually know. And that song is a little... Mm, anyway. Yeah, let me, let me take a look at this horrible. real quick. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah, and the, then her. We don't even have to talk about her. We've already talked about her a million times. Mm-hmm. Who's worried about her except for her crazy fans? So all the songs that have stars, I guess, are supposed to be the ones that like, that, like they, are they popular? Get played the most. I don't know any of them. I don't know any of those songs, again, except for Pills and Automobiles. That doesn't even have a star. It does on the um, the regular album. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's the only one on the regular album. Hands up. Same. Shh, trust me. Water. Yappa. And get off. Water. No, I know wet. Yeah, wet is pills and automobiles. Yeah. So, yeah. All the songs with the stars. All the songs <laughs> with stars. Myself. I don't know. Save myself. All right. Donkey of the Day goes to me. <laughs> no, it's okay. Boy, see. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I read the message and I didn't reply. Oh, um, it happens. Um, what's next? You want to see Endgame this weekend, right? I saw it on Thursday night, yes. I also saw it on Thursday night. I saw it on Thursday night because I had already duty. I had to watch these little kids. Uh-huh. Yeah, I get it. But you but you went Thursday night, though. You went on the first night. You almost... You went the closest thing to the Hollywood premiere. Mm-hmm. What, what were your... Without giving any spoilers, what was your reaction to... What you saw transpire over three hours? Um, it was a lot. Like mm-hmm. honestly, it was just a lot. Like it was really overwhelming. Um, it was really just like boom, boom, like thing after thing after thing after thing. Like this is the kind of movie where you cannot buy. Like we didn't buy drinks. We oh, you better get there. Drinks. You better get there half an hour early if you wanted to. No, 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 no. That's not why we didn't buy drinks. We did it by drinks because I was not trying to pee during this movie. Because if you blink too long, you just miss you a blink. whole, like... Right, in, five, in three a seconds. A whole occurrence. Yeah. You might have missed, like, a whole snap. And then what? We saw what happened last time there was a snap. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, I feel like it was just a lot, and it was, it was wonderful. It was wonderfully executed. It was beautiful. I want to watch it again just to, like... Now that I know what's coming, so that I won't be as distressed as I was the first time, and right. I can like watch it normally, and not be in shambles. Right. No. But, um, it was yeah, good. Yeah. It was a very good movie. Mm-hmm. It was a good close. Um, I'm I'm sad to see this era like close because like it's something that like I kind of grew up with at this point. Yeah. Like middle school and up, but um. I think that it op- it also opened the door for like a lot of new, like like it o- it opened the door for like a lot of new films. Yeah, um, I'm gonna leave it at that. I think my take was like you said, emotional roller coaster, literally from the start. It's literally from the start to the from finish. the start to finish, just like, an emotional roller coaster. Like quite literally from the start like, to the finish. I laughed, I screamed, I cried. I yelled at the screen. Oh, did I cry? <laughs> it, it was definitely a lot to take in. It's like when everyone was going into it, since there was so much hype building up around this movie. Because remember, Infinity War and Endgame were supposed to be like one movie together, but they couldn't do that just purely based off of time. The fact that you had a year to take everything in from Infinity War and put all that thought process towards what could possibly happen in Endgame, there were a lot of different doors that I thought could be open in a lot of different ways i thought the russo brothers could take this movie and they took it in a whole nother direction like i had an idea of what we're gonna what they're gonna do i was like all right they're gonna I do this i just want to talk i just want to meet them so we can talk i was like they could do this oh yeah i want to just get in that room like the room with them 
the writers, well, I think producers, you and I wanna, just anybody. Want to do a different kind of talk? Oh wow! Yeah, I, 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 I see where you're going. I just want to talk. Right. Like, just, just talk. No, I, no, I just no, want to no. see them real quick. I just want to. I just want to chat. Just gotta holler real quick. They had to do all that, but um, I'm gonna leave it at that. I don't want to. Um, right. Spoil it for anybody. Yeah, no. Go, definitely go watch it. Please do. Um, it's really worth your time. Um, and yeah, before we end state of the culture, we're gonna do a little, maybe one, one or one or two more because that's right. Entertaining me. Um, ooh, we can talk about <laughs> we can talk about Ariana Grande at Coachella because that was quite the experience. Oh, um, what happened with that? She first of all, somebody threw a lemon at her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> because. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lemonade had dropped. Right. Like, and, and like, re-dropped, honestly, because everybody been listening to Lemonade like it didn't come out three years ago. Mm-hmm. Me included. Um, so they threw a lemon at her while she was performing. That was crazy. That was really funny. And then the first week, she, um, which was kind of bogus, she brought out Miss Onika, 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 whatever her last name is, uh-huh. Nicki Minaj, yeah. to do a couple songs, and... The mics were working the whole show up until Nicki Minaj came out, and then all of a sudden the mics are working. Mm. How convenient is that? Interesting. She, like, like literally, this was the song. This is where the song was, and this is where she was. Like, this is this is the track that you hear playing. And this is where she was rapping. Like, she was far behind the words or far ahead, and just off beat. And, like, it was just a lot of stuff. That's unfortunate. Took that L. Keep it pushing. Pick yourself up. Whatever. That ain't happened to Cardi, though. But. Right. She also brought out Justin Bieber, and that was, like, a lip-syncing incident. Oh, well, I'm, yeah. I mean, it sounded like he was lip-syncing. I mean, at the end of the day, he hasn't performed in, like, two years, so like, I'm not mad. Right. No, he's a married man now. Or he's engaged, at least. And ain't she pregnant? Oh. Kids? Ain't she? Google it. I think she pregnant. What's the name again? Baldwin? Haley Baldwin? Haley Bieber. Haley Bieber. Oh, you know I saw something and it was like Haley Bieber. I was like, "This is mom." Like, who was Haley Bieber? I could not. I did not for any for the life of me put it together. That was his whole wife. I was like, "Who is right?" Because they're married already. Oh who is, my who is goodness, it? she's pregnant, right? Mm-mm. Justin Haley Bieber shut down pregnancy rumors. Oh, and I thought. Well, I yeah. thought she was pregnant. No, I mean soon enough, I guess. Whatever. If this marriage lasts, but. Uh. Um, I'm yes. saying, no, 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 that's not even, that's like a negative thing. Just, I'm wishing the best for the marriage, of course, young love. But, I think it's a little soon for them to be getting married and, you know. I'm just leaving it at that. That's it. My energy's wasted. I don't like these people. So. Oh, oh, wow. I've never liked Justin Bieber, ever in life. Like, I've never been a fan. Um, I've always found him annoying. So, I don't know. I, I do bump to his too sometimes. Baby was a bop. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't appreciate it. was lit. Yeah. I didn't appreciate it until like two years after it was the wave in middle oh, school. Oh, because in the, in the moment it was annoying. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Because remember when. Phil- I'm so glad I did not go to Fieldston while it came out because yeah. if I had, I think I would have shot up. Were you at Fieldston when um, they did like the transitions of songs, like when the bell no. rang for classes? I can't that was the song. Year. That was a song for like. Two months. I came the next year. You got um, lucky. I, 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 I did tour while that was a thing, but when I was there, the, it was um it was Waka Waka by yeah. Shakira. That's when I when that's when I saw that's that was, that was good. I was like, oh. Hey, hey, that's back when that, I, see that's that's a good one. That, that's back when I used to look at music videos and learn the choreo when I had time in life to mm-hmm. do things like that. Yeah, now I ain't got no time, I no money, or energy. Dancer. I was like, okay, okay. That that used to be me with Stompy Yard when it first. (laughs) And actually, that's a pretty good transition. So we'll take a break real quick, and then we'll talk about some Greek life. You got questions for me? Yeah, we got a couple. Oh wait, 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 hold on. No, take your time. Take your time. Don't worry. Take a break yet? All right. I'm gonna keep stalling the people. I miss y'all. Yeah, man. I was talking to my audience, not you. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's cool. It's all right. Mm-hmm. It's all good. What cool. y'all want to listen to? I'm, I'm talking to them like they're going to answer me. 
Does this song have curses in it? I guess we'll find One out. One way to find out. All right, we'll be back. Hey, right, y'all. We back. Mm-hmm. Um, welcome to Platanos and Grits. Um, hello. This is Enrique. That's Tyler. Yes, it is. I mean, y'all can't see him, but I can. Oh. Um, yeah. I told you I was going to play song for the Big Print. I didn't lie. You see what I'm you see what I'm talking about? That was deep. Some hard stuff. All things go. Um, anyways, Tyler has some questions for me apparently. Sure do. So I'm gonna answer them to the best of my ability, don't get offended. Right, no, I made a little reference to it as I was uh <laughs> don't get pra- offended. Praising you for uh your uh, new member education completion your completion of your new member education process with um Period. LSU. So um just a couple of questions now that you're uh, a Greek and I'm sitting next to one. I'm honored you to have, be in your you presence. Have a, or you have a Greek friend. I do have a Greek friend. Hello. A multicultural Greek friend. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So, let's just get into it. First question that I have, um, this is a two-part question. First one is, should D9 organizations step, and is it cultural appropriation if they do so? Chile. That's a hard question, because I have a strong feeling about it, and my feeling is... Really simple. If you're not an organization that... This is so cute, sorry. If you're not an organization that... um, Acknowledges or, like, has any connection with, like, any indigenous or African anything, why are you stepping? Why are you stepping? Because that's, that's why we do it. Like... My the reason why we step is because we we step as like we're paying homage to our African ancestry and like our indigenous ancestry because that's where stepping came from. That's why we do it. We don't do it because it looks nice. We do it because we're paying homage. That's why the D nine like organizations do it because of because like paying homage to slavery and like how they used to communicate through stepping. So it's the same thing. We have a connection to that that kind of dance. And we have a connection to that, to the significance of that. What is your connection? Like, and I'm not talking about any organizations on Villanova specifically, and if you feel like I'm talking about you, then reflect. But why are you, like, an organization that has no, that claims nothing about Africa, anything, that has no, like, like, I, I see, I follow, I follow a lot of Greek pages on Instagram now, like, I see like Asian fraternities and sororities stepping and like, and 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 strolling is different. Like surely y'all want to show you can show, um. But like stepping and like that's that's just a really sensitive topic and like, I would just really be careful with um with that because at the end of the day, stepping is more than just stepping and there's a lot that goes behind it and like culturally and historically, there's a lot of significance behind stepping and so I don't I don't really see a place for like Asian organizations to be stepping. And I don't see a place for certain Latino organizations to be stepping either, because a lot of them, I, I don't, I don't want to say a lot of them, but there's there's some that don't like, you know, like that don't don't acknowledge that relationship and right. don't don't like don't think about it or don't like make it their 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 thing to acknowledge the fact that there is African ancestry. Like well, our one of our big things is that there's three faces of a Latino, and the three faces are. The indigenous, the African slave, and the the Spanish, the European conquistadors. Like that's just what it is. So mm-hmm. like, we're paying homage to two out of the three of those of those groups by do, by stepping. That's what that's how we do it, and that's how we've always stepped. Like, Latin Society Incorporated has always stepped. Like, or not always, always, but like since since the early beginnings. I think we no in 1979 yeah 1979 we were the first organizations to step and stroll the first Latino organizations to step and stroll it wasn't much back then I think it was just LT5 LTA I think it was just us three at that point right um but we were the ones that started strolling uh, stepping and strolling first so like you know like just don't do it <laughs> if you don't have like a cultural tie like don't do it it's really that simple Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to step to be cool. You could you could you could throw out a little stroll, or like 
it's an Asian organization. Why don't y'all do, like, a traditional, you know? Like, if I were in an organization that's, like, supposed to, that's, like, a culture that a lot of people don't know about, like, I wouldn't want to do, like, traditional things like that so that people could learn about my culture, you know? Like, I don't know, that's just me. No, I'm not an Asian work, so. No, I get it. And just more of the fact of paying homage to where exactly you came from, not just doing it because it looks cool to do. And I mean, obviously, there's always going to be members of the organization that do it because it looks cool. But it's the organization. That's what bothers Like, what bothers me is the organization's stance. Because, like, there could be a black girl or a black guy who joined an Asian organization because they just felt like it. And they are entitled to step, you know, because... Right. But it's not about you, the individual. It's about the organization that you decide to join. Because if in their if in their mission statement and, and, and if in their, like, in their information and in whatever, in their creed and whoever... If they don't make a connection to 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 that culture that that provided stepping, why are you stepping? That's just, that's just the way I mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. Like it's that. really that simple. And like if it were the other way around, like I don't know, it's just it's just that simple. Like for us, it's a little bit different because like we're we're like more of a multicultural like thing. Mm-hmm. So like for example, my um. My line brother is Chinese, and our, our chapter name is Chinese. So, like, if you if you saw our, our flyer, or for the probate, or if you saw the um the the or the um like the new member presentation, or you saw the um the video that came a little bit before that, it was like a lot of like Chinese, Similarism. um, like like imagery and like and mm-hmm. music and. And like that could that could have that could be seen as pro- cultural appropriation because Asian culture isn't in our um, in the thing of our fraternity. In our case, it's different because the found, one of the founding brothers of this chapter is Chinese. Our chapter name is a Chinese name, and so like, what are we supposed to do? Right. You know, like that's that's different because that's his culture, and like we're not we're not like doing we're not taking part in an action that's like you know mm-hmm. like the difference is that like we did it we did it just to make the poster to so it could look good for people to show up we made that poster because that poster related to our chapter name and the reason why we chose, chose our chapter name and like if you knew the reason why and if you knew who pangu was you would understand the flyer like that that that's what I would love that, that that's what like I would say to people who would say like that's culture appropriation. The difference in between that and like an an Asian organization bless you. No, 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 no. Sniffle. Oh. I was like the difference between that and an Asian organization, for example, stepping is that they're like that's a physical action that they're partaking in in order to like elevate the the image of their organization. Like they're doing that for like publicity, like you know like they do that to take part in, in like in something that just doesn't belong to them. That's so it. Like, that's, that's, that's just that's just how I look at it. Right. I don't know, I could be wrong. Um, I I only been a, what, what's the um, what's the meme? What's the what's the little Uzi? I only been through, I only been out here for three days. This is my third day out here. I don't know. This is my third day here. <laughs> Literally my third day out here. I don't know. Nah, I mean. Also, follow-up question to go along with you guys being the newest uh, member of Villanova's Yard. Will Villanova's Yard expand even further beyond LSU? And if so, what are the pros and cons of doing so? And if not, what are the pros and cons? That's a good question. Will it expand further? I don't know. That's not my business. (laughs) That is not my business, Lord. That is not my business. If it expands, I'd be very happy. If it doesn't, I don't know. I would. I will speak for myself. There are certain organizations, and I will not name them by name, because if they come on campus, I want it to be a surprise, that I personally am willing to assist to get on campus. All right. I will say that. I feel like I'm like... I have to choose my words wisely. No, of course. Um, I, there are uh, there are some organizations that I really feel like really could do a lot of work or uh, like would make a really positive um, impact if they were on campus. Um, 
I think that the villain and like there's pro there's always pros and cons. Like if another Latino fraternity were to get on campus, it'd be nice for the culture. It would suck for us. Because like that's just that that's a people thing. Like there's already not that many of us, you know? Yeah. Like from that aspect, like from the con side of it, there's not that many people for us to be sharing. So it's like But at the same time, like someone who wasn't gonna do our organization anyways isn't gonna do do own the organization. So like that could be someone who would do the other one. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's the thing too, like Organizations are really particular, so like, I w- I've I've always said it like before I um I, I I I went through the process. I there was no organization I would have other I would have done no other organization I would have done. Like I either was gonna do this one, I either was gonna do the new member education process for Landis and Melvin University Incorporated, or not do Greek Life at all, because that's the one that I I I that I felt comfortable with, that I felt like I fit in with, that I felt like was my home if I chose to do Greek, Greek life. Mm-hmm. Not every, you know, like, not every organization is that. There's a lot of organizations that I, like, I was offered to, to like, to, to possibly join or to possibly bring onto campus, and I said no because I just didn't see myself there. Right. So, I, like, on, I, that's what I would say to people who would say there's not enough of us on campus. At the end of the day, the people who are not going to join your organization are not going to join them because they don't see themselves there. Mm-hmm. They deserve an option too, right. and and that's how I see it. So I would love for the yard six band. Um, right. I think it would be dope. I think like the MGC, like we could have some like barbecues or whatever, and it'd be fun. It would just be fun, like having more like just more organizations, right? Yeah, like that. Now I, I want to do one in terms of expansion. I want to talk about expansion within you within the Land of Sigma Uxlon Latino Fraternity Incorporated. What, what is the next mean? what is the next step for you guys? You guys now founded the chapter, you and your fellow line brother. What does it mean like going this forward? Is an interview. I know all this was going to happen. Oh, uh, I mean, obviously when when it comes to like a new chapter, um there's a lot of things that go into it. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm not going to get into all of that because A is not your business and B is boring. I'm not boring, but like it's it's a lot of busy work. Um, but it's like we're the only chapter in in the Philadelphia, you know, like yeah, it's it's that case where like it's the only chapter in the Philadelphia area, and like for me, long term, I would like it if my chapter could help establish a Philly metro chapter. Like that's what I that's my long term goal. Mm-hmm is to be able to, like, establish a Philly Metro chapter as opposed to going to every school in Philly and starting a chapter there. Like, that to me is, you know, like, I feel like it would just maybe be a little bit more, um, a little easier, a little bit more time, like, time efficiency, because instead of waiting, like, to do whatever, you could just do one big Metro chapter. Mm -hmm. That's just how I see it. Um, I could be wrong. Um... I don't know. I don't know how these things work. I'm just really just talking. Right. Um, Villanova-wise, obviously, we're the, we're the babies of the yard. Um, the other... Org- like, my main goal is really just getting in good with the other organizations as of now. Um, like, so that when it comes time to possibly, like, collaborating... Um, and doing an event with someone else, like, it's not awkward and, like, it's not going to be an issue, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like there's so much work that can be done, like, unity-wise. Like, like I feel like if we were to, like, get together and, like, really just, like, sit down and plan some stuff, like, a lot of good changes can come to campus. And, like, that's how I see it. So I feel like we just got to sit down really just, like, and not enforce, but, like, really practice this, like, whole Greek unity thing that yeah. people like to throw around. Um, and obviously the expansion of my chapter physically with numbers of people. Um, that's a, that's, obvious, that's always going to be a goal. Mm-hmm. That's never going to stop because I don't want to be that guy that brings an organization onto campus and then graduates. And the organization graduates with him. Right. That's the last thing I want. Yeah. And, like, the way I see it now is, like, 
this chapter is basically my child. Like, everything that happens chapter-wise is a reflection of me now, mm-hmm. myself and my line brother, because our name will always be tied to that chapter. Right. Our name will always be... Like, we'll always be the founding brothers of that chapter. And, like, seeing how other organizations, like, other chapters of other organizations, like, how they treat their founders um, or, or charter members, like, whatever, like, your organization calls them, um, it just, like, really puts this in perspective that, like, I really need to lay a good foundation while I'm here so that the, I'm, I'm, cause I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not going to stay alone over babysitting. Like... It's my responsibility to make sure that the chapter is self-sufficient once I'm gone. And that's just something that I have, you know, like that's right. something that I just think about. So I'm thinking about ways to do that because um, I also like I want to go abroad and like I want to do stuff. But I also want to ensure that like my chapter is as strong as it is so that when I walk across the stage of graduation, I'm not worried about what's going to happen when I leave. Yeah, because that's what I don't want. But yes, I just got deep real quick. I mean, you asked me a deep question. That is true. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to get some some more perspective from from you being on the inside of a Greek organization now. So now you you have or you're able to have a say, and you have a little bit more credibility about yourself. That's something that we learn in public speaking. If you're able to gain credibility, then you'll be able to engage your audience more with what you're talking about. And I didn't learn anything in public speaking. Oh. Who's your professor? We not gonna do that. Oh. I think air. I think I know who it is. Not on air. We, oh, oh, damn. Mm. <laughs> that was funny. Mm, they ain't die for that. They really Stop. ain't die. They ain't die for this. Wow. That's sad that I know what that is. <sighs> it's okay. This is so cute. It is all good. So we got about, what? Four or five minutes left, till we technically need to be out. Anything else you got on your mind or want to get off your chest? Bueno, um, this is most. Lol. We are. This is most likely gonna be the last episode for the semester, because next weekend is the day after reading day, and I have a final that day. I also have a final. That day. Um, so I will not be, we will not be in the studio. Maybe we'll throw out a couple episodes over the summer. I'll be, I'll be in New York. Some explicit ones. Some rated R. Um, I can finally curse because this is really difficult. But, um, no, honestly, it's been a fun semester. I would like to thank everyone that listened at any point um if y'all know me you knew that i was scared as hell to do this radio crap i don't know why but um i you know it was just like something it was it was definitely like pushing myself out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. something i hadn't done before um so just thank you for listening to my little crazy self um and bearing with us um thank you tyler for doing this with me. Of course. Anytime. Oh, all right. As I was saying, thank you. Uh, we have time. I haven't turned your mic off all semester. Don't make it be the last day that I turn your mic off. Don't do it. They didn't die for this, as you would say. Anyways, it's been great. It's been a really great experience. Um, you'll catch me next semester on the radio because that's it. Who's better than us? Like, we're just so funny. It's so amazing. I don't know. I don't really have anything else to say. All right, I'll, I'll do my little sappy end of the season speech. First of all, just want to say thank you to you, Enrique, for just even giving out the idea of doing right, this Right, because this is all my idea, if y'all didn't know. Enrique came to me, this was probably sometime over the summer, Possibly. No. Or was it earlier than that? I went to him with this idea last year when we were freshmen, and I said that we should do a show on the radio together, and then he did it with his little friend. Did my sports Because I didn't know I had enough power. <laughs> I didn't know I had enough power to do both. But 
better late than never, right? So here we are. First of all, like I was saying, I just want to say thank you for even proposing the idea in the first place. I'm intelligent. Now the fact that you were able to get me to do something on my Saturday mornings instead of me being a, a lazy you-know-what all weekend. This was something that I look forward to when I was like going through my days on Friday, especially first semester when I actually had classes. Something I could look forward to to start off my weekend the right way. And I'm glad that we came along the way that we did, even though we didn't have as many episodes as we would have liked to have together. Sorry. No, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> you did what you had to do. And now sure that we're did. here next semester, this was our learning process in terms of working how to uh, coexist with each other in the studio, letting each other have our time to talk this first semester of working together or first year of working together was our learning process trying to feel each other out as radio, I don't know, host, I guess? Host. host as radio co-host, I would say. Now, next semester, now that we know how we work with each other, we know each other's strengths, and I'm not going to say we have weaknesses because we're just that damn good. We're just going to listen back to all of our previous episodes, move forward, wait, wait, and I'm just ready for the fall. Wait, 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 hold on. What happened? Hold on. Because you really just draw some knowledge right now. And so I feel like we're just going to have to, hold on, bear with me. Give me a second. No, take your time. Um, also, I just want to thank the people, uh, the higher-ups at WXVU for allowing me to. Not the higher-ups. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> what am I supposed to say? The e-board? Uh, but no, it just actually, funny. no, I'm gonna I'm give a shout out to my man Pat Zhang, who was a general manager first semester, who even gave me the opportunity uh, to technically do two shows at the same time. And um, I even put it out there that if they didn't let me do two shows, I was just gonna hold out from both because that's just how bad I wanted to do this other show. Because that's how important I am, period. Ready, ready, ready. Hold on. Shout out, Tyler. Turn my mic on. Boom. Thank you. I appreciate the bomb drop, the Funk Flex <laughs> bomb drop. Where he's like, the Funk Flex show is brought to you by Wendy's. It's like one of those. But um, yeah, man, this was definitely a fun time. I look back. I still have all of our notes that you sent me via email, via text. Right. And look at the shows and what I we talked about. all the way together. And, um, Friday. It's like... Boom, 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 boom. Right, this is what we're going to do. I had to do my little research about what's going on if I didn't necessarily know what exactly you were asking. Yeah, um, you had me watching films. You had me watching documentaries. Hey, man. For no reason. It's for the show. That's the main reason. For no reason. Nah. Honestly. It was all for the show. And it was all for you guys. Anybody that has listened at any point, even if you only listened to one second of one episode, we appreciate you. We appreciate you guys even sending in questions to give us content for our first ever episode. Because honestly, I didn't know what the hell we were going to do for that episode. I was just like, we're going to come in here and we're going to figure it out. But <laughs> it was the people that sent in questions before we even had an episode that first week and just helped us along in our process of becoming radio co-hosts together. And once again, Enrique, thank you so much. Summer episodes soon to come. I'm going to cry. And unfiltered summer episodes soon to come. We're going to oh, do our yeah. thing. So, for the last time in school, we're signing off. Thank you guys so much for such a great time. And it was a wild ride. Not that wild, but it, it was a time. I'll say that. One more time. Just because I want to do that last semester. So it's the perfect time to do it. I know, right? Yeah. Okay. Bye. Peace and love. Thank you guys so much, everybody. That was cute. What is this?